Let's talk to interesting people. Let's talk about the process of seeing things differently. Let's talk about the craft of molding truth and fiction together to arrive at something new and exciting. And let's have fun while doing it. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. Here at TFP, we like to talk to creative people to find out where all that creativity comes from. I'm your host, Patrick Boggs. Across the table from me is our amazing co-host, Norbert Yates. How's it going today, Norbert? I'm trying to stay dry. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, six days of rain is what I've heard, you know. Uh, I'm <laughs> ready to get the boat out. Last time we talked, you were looking for an ark on Amazon. I think you need to keep looking for that ark. Yeah, we're, we're about going to get some more until it looks like. So hopefully our guest is in better a better area with a, more, a little more sun and fun. We have a great guest today. She is an actress who works in theater, commercials, music, video, television, and film, as well as modeling. True Fiction welcomes Shauna Toft. Hi, Shauna. How are we doing tonight? Hi there. I'm doing well, thank you. We, we actually had a um, nice long stint of lots and lots of rain here recently, too. But uh, in Dallas, it is hot now. <laughs> so <laughs> It's very, very hot. We're not triple digits yet, but we are definitely uh, pushing them. So we were grateful for the rain <laughs> that we had. Uh, we were complaining for days and days, but uh, now we're missing it. And now we want some more. <laughs> so is it, um, I've never been to Dallas. So is it a dry heat or a hot heat? I mean, with all the rain, I would imagine it's a wet heat, but. We have a lot of humidity. So it just, it's like walking through soup. Ooh, yeah. It's pretty gross and sticky. And it's just like you walk outside and you're hit with it in your face. And it's just, ugh. <laughs> so, you know, there's no getting used to it, really. But I am a native Texan, so I can't complain too much. I remember being in Dallas uh, Airport, and what was odd, they had a big storm roll in, and I've never been on a plane sitting on the they seated us on the plane, and the plane was moving while we, we was on the ground. I felt this and I, 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 or the, the, you know, the wobble of, of the plane. And I thought, uh Oh, and they go, well, why don't you guys just get off the plane? Because a massive storm was rolling in. I was very concerned because it was like tornado season and that sort of stuff. And I know that, you know, that's something that you guys deal with. Like the tornadoes are, you know, the bathrooms are tornado shelters and all that sort of stuff. And I just remember whenever they had a like a half hour window, they was flat. They had planes lined up and they was like, you know, like get them, get them in the air. And I'd never experienced anything like that before or since. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We do live in tornado alley, but you know, it's, it's, I don't, my house is a fortress, so <laughs> um, I, I don't worry too much when uh, when it's tornado season around here. Monsoon season, uh, you know, we, we call it monsoon season around here, even though we're, we're not right next to the ocean here in Dallas. But we get like these really intense sideways storms and stuff, too. And, you know, it, it'll even my my uh, my driveway is slanted where it's higher than, than the road and still sometimes rain will blow into my garage. So it's kind of crazy. Well, this has been fun talking about weather, but don't you, <laughs> you do something, don't you? You're kind of a special person. 
Well, you know, I do a little here and there. Um, I am actually incorporated. I am Shauna Toft Entertainment LLC, and I'm an actor, director, producer, MC, model, and I do work crew as well. So um, I'm actually doing sound in one of the three movies that we're filming in July. And I was assistant directing another movie that I'm in as well. And then we decided to just let me be in that movie and not also try to assistant direct because that's a little bit hard to do. Um, I'm just going to wait a little bit on on trying to do both of those things. And and then I'm doing, uh, I'm in another movie uh, in July. So if you want me to talk about those a little bit, I, I, I can. Like one of them is actually, the one that I'm doing the sound on is uh, unnamed at this point, but it is a feature. And we're doing one that focuses on suicide prevention awareness. And that one is called Stay. And I'm, I'm in that one. And Line of Action is a faith-based film that I was also going to assistant direct, but we've rolled it back a little bit responsibility-wise for me because my plate is really full. Well, too. Sounds like it. That, absolutely. <laughs> so when you say you're doing sound, what does mm-hmm. that mean? And that means that I have my own sound equipment that I will take to set and I will set everybody up with the lavaliers. I'll get them all mic'd up and everything. And I will be in charge of recording the sound on the different tracks. We have up to four tracks that I can record at the same time. I know I've known some audio producers and people that are aficionados and audio is like voodoo to me. (laughs) I, uh, I I find it uh, a little perplexing beyond like getting simple audio and recording it do you find it has it been a learning curve for you or has it been something very easy for you to pick up it's definitely a learning curve it's like you know I I do a lot of editing a lot of video editing and I've started doing more and more audio editing as well because I'm also getting into voiceover but um you know, it's, it's really important to diversify, especially in this industry and the way things are going with technology and stuff. But it definitely has been a learning curve. It's really not an easy thing to match uh, the track up with people's mouths either. <laughs> the first time I did that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that it took forever to get it just perfectly right you know but the more you do it the quicker you get with it you know like the the first time I ever edited anything it was a three minute clip and it took me an hour and a half and that was just video that's not even trying to mess with audio so you know it's definitely a learning curve and I I am completely self-taught well very good well and I've I've directed a couple of things too Um, my very first thing that I directed we didn't actually get to complete but it was a creature feature called Killa I was I was asked to to try out directing and I didn't cast that one and so you know being a brand new director at that point and working with you know pretty new actors and everything that was a really really interesting experience but I I recently directed an episode of a series that's on Amazon Prime Oh, wow. which is pretty cool uh, the series is called Evil Deeds and The episode that I directed is called Hugo, and I actually cast that one as well. So I've dipped my toe into being a casting director, too. And oh, my goodness, I have so much more respect for casting directors just after even posting this one casting notice because I was bombarded with people 
asking me questions and bugging me to death. And, you know, it was crazy. And then, you know, watching everybody's audition tapes and, and it's, it's really, really interesting because now I understand more why within the first couple of seconds, you've got to have that hook because it, it's like, you're, you're watching so many and you're like, okay, this person didn't even try. Oh, oh, this person, this person like went the extra mile. They really, really did. And, you know, there was, there was one person that I cast in Hugo because she helped on camera with the actor who actually submitted. And I still needed to cast that role too. Oh, wow. So I was like, wow. And, and so it was, it was really, really neat. Um, you know, and I don't know, that particular audition tape really, really stood out. And there was another one that really, really stood out because the actor took, so, he, he took a really bold chance. You know, I was like, yes, I need that person, you know, and it's, it's really, really great to be able to say that I, I did the casting for that particular episode. I, I rented the Airbnb. I got everything all set up. You know, I did the location scouting and, you know, it was, it was cool. It was really, really cool. And then I've, I've directed um, segments of another episode that I'm in and it's called hello. And that one will be out, um, pretty soon as well for it's for the same series and i i am being asked to direct uh, a little bit more and more so i you know at, at first i really didn't want to direct because it's hard <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 also really really rewarding you know when you can look back and say you know what i brought that to the screen you know it, you know I, I i brought that vision it's really cool. Really oh, cool. I, I, I love being the actor, but you know, director is, is, uh, is joyful as well. Now you've, you've got a lot of different things that you're interested in and you do. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do? What is the artistic thing that you go, if I get the most out of doing this? It depends on if it's live or not, you know, because I love emceeing concerts and I'm actually the official MC for one of our um, one of our suburbs in DFW. And so whenever they have their concert series, like they had a two day event recently and I got to uh, I got to MC that one. And like the headliner one night was Flo Rida and the headliner the next night was Third Eye Blind. You know, I love doing that sort of stuff. And it's like the bigger the crowd, the better, because I've never been afraid of public speaking. But as far as on camera stuff goes, you know, I'm I really, really love being in front of the camera, you know, but. It's, it's, it's kind of becoming a toss up with the directing as well. It's hard. It's hard to, to choose. As you're like becoming a, a director, how do you think about it? Do you think about it in terms of a, a visual that runs in your head? Or do you think of it in terms, like, how do you go about preparing for it? Do you start thinking, okay, I see this visual and then I see this visual or do you think about, I want it to feel like this and I want this sort of performance and I want this sort of, obviously there's many ways to be successful in that arena. Right. And there's different directors that have great skills in one area and maybe not quite as strong in others. And I just, I'm interested in your creative process of how you think about approaching a project and working through it. 
Well, I, I have a, a general vision of what I want it to look like. So I'll, I'll go through and I'll, I'll do a markup on the script and, and break it down and um, just be like, okay, this, this is what I would like to see. But it's better for me if there is also a director of photography, because that is the person who makes sure that, that the lighting and the, the overall ambiance is is felt and so what i focus really more on is the performance level you know what what i want the actors to do in the different scenes and how i want that to to come across so like in the hugo episode we have a home alone-esque sequence in there and so that's that's the the feel that i was trying to make sure came across in the camera angles and that sort of thing and the act and the acting itself yeah i i do prefer to have a director of photography as well to just just help bring that ambiance to life a little bit more it sounds like now this is this correct me if i'm wrong you want somebody that you work with that is has a visual sense of like when you work with a, a dp a director for a photography you want to have somebody that brings a certain visual sensibility when they cut work with you, right? So that you right. can focus right. more on telling the story, working with actors, getting the performances you want, making sure the scene feels right for whatever exactly. the situation. Yeah, yeah. So for for the aesthetic part of it, I like to have a director of photography, and then for um, yes, like you said, for bringing the actual storyline to life, that would be my my part in it. Uh, what about blocking? Are you do you set up the blocking, or does the DP set it up because you know they're they're looking at the the lighting and everything? Or um, it's it's a collaborative effort, but I think that most of it does fall on the DP because you know basically I'll, I'll communicate you know base basic blocking you know, and then we will tweak it. So yeah, that that weight does fall more onto the uh, the DP. When you think about music or audio or that sort of stuff, do you have anything that pops in your head like a Quentin Tarantino, or is is that all post production? Oh, that yeah, that's that's post production definitely. You know, it's it's like even even scenes for class and everything. That's all post production too. So like. We'll do an opening sequence for um, for our class scenes as well, and just put that all in later. But yeah, I, I don't I don't do music at the time of filming. That's all later. So I was wondering. I want to get techie just a little bit here, just real okay. briefly. You said you did some video editing. I, I would assume it's digital. I don't see you cutting yeah. <laughs> cutting, but that'd be awesome too. What what editor do you use? What editor do you prefer? Oh. You know, I, I think it's it's a really really basic one. It's called VideoPad, and it's it's not like you know I'll I'll get more and more fancy or whatever um, with the bigger productions that I start doing. But for independent work, that has been really really nice for me. And then for the audio wave pad's been really really nice. And it's it's part of the NCH um, suite of software, so you can pick oh. and choose what you want out of there. Oh, that's cool. I'm not familiar with that. That's very cool. So awesome. I learned something. It was, it was uh, recommended by one of our main casting directors in the area. So I'm like, well, if it's good enough for her to use for her stuff, then I can use it too. <laughs> so I, I bought it and it was, it wasn't, you know, it was on sale, but it was like 150 bucks for uh, three different softwares that I use. Oh, nice. So that wasn't bad. 
Now, when you record sound, what is your setup? I, I was just wondering, I have a little, um, I can't even remember who makes it, but it's a D40 uh, field recorder that does, you know, it, you can plug in or it's got mics on it. But do you use, uh, is that what you use, a field recorder or do you use a bigger setup or? Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a, I have a field recorder. I have a Zoom yep. field yeah. recorder. And uh, I've got, I've got the, uh, the lavaliers that I use and, you know, I don't have, I don't do the boom, uh, boom stick at this time because I haven't needed to. I use shotgun mic that's on, on my camera. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, uh, but as far as like desktop recording, I have my condenser mic that plugs in to the computer or uh, I can actually plug it into my sound setup as well and record that way. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty simple setup, but at this point in my career, I, I haven't had the need to upgrade to the really super expensive equipment and I'm still in that learning curve. So I, I think at some point I, I will definitely upgrade, you know, to better equipment once I become more versed in more of the technology. To me, it's amazing. A lot of people don't understand or don't realize, I mean, you can actually shoot a movie on a, on an Apple. I wouldn't do it. On, I wouldn't do it on an Android, but you can definitely do it on an Apple computer or an Apple phone. Right. I remember this was years ago, but a uh, fellow had submitted to. Um, he basically was accepted to like Cans, and it was uh, it, he he shot it on his phone, but it but it was all about his uh, his journey with AIDS, and so it was just you know it was an amazing uh, film, and you know I always look at I always think about that because. When I'm a horror fan, so when I watch old movies, like I think it was Last House on the Left, oh, even even Texas Chainsaw, those movies feel like they were shot on, you know, just like a little handy cam. They look right. very, yeah. and it and it really gives that a certain feel to it. And that's an, I mean, I love to get, you know, get the aesthetic like that. I think, yeah, I wouldn't worry about the equipment that you have. It's working. That's awesome. That's all you need. And I. Like I've looked at your reel and it's it's a really fun fun reel to watch. Um, I don't know what is your stuff or you know if that shot with your stuff, but I, everything looks good and sounds good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that that was other people's equipment on there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, most of that was before I started getting my own sound equipment and everything because I just got my sound equipment really this year, and so I'm I'm learning because I, I really started getting more and more into voiceovers this year so like i and i keep adding to my home studio uh i've been building it over the past three years and so of course i started with with my my blue screen actually no i started with with green white and black screens because that's what came with my lighting kit that i bought i was like wait a minute that's not industry standard so uh i got the blue screen you know, then I started adding in uh, more and more lighting, more sound equipment. You know, I, I've got vaulted ceilings in my house. And so, like, I have this really super, super tall blue screen behind me. <laughs> it's awesome. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Able to, to do more and more in my house. Thinking about, like, as you're getting into this creative deal where you're you're doing a whole bunch of different things, I'm curious to find out, what are the artistic inspirations for you? Are they, are they directors? Are they actors? Are they, 
who who is the people that that got you interested or you said hey i really like what they're doing and it made you want to do something like that well, you know, I've, I've, I've been a performer really since I was a toddler. Uh, I grew up in, in theater, and even before I got into all of that, I, um, I, I was just a, a, a crazy little kid. <laughs> anyway, I'd put on shows and, and whatnot. But I think, like, growing up, I liked Julie Andrews. She was Mary Poppins, and she was nearly thing. perfect in every way. She's yes. practically perfect in every way. Um, yeah. I, I like Shirley Temple, you know, and, and the, they're, they're before my time, but you know, it's, it's the, the classic, classic acting, classic Hollywood style where they were so prim and proper back then, you know, Vivian Lee. I just, I really enjoyed that older stuff. As I got older, I started liking people like, you know, Sandra Bullock and, oh gosh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Keanu Reeves, of course. Got to throw Keanu out there. Everybody loves Keanu. You know, Sean Connery. Gosh, I love me some Sean Connery too. But, you know, there, there were just like all these really super, super great actors out there. And I'm just like, you know, I, I, I love I love watching that stuff and I want to make that stuff. And I just, I don't know, there, there was one day a few years ago that a really, really sweet friend of mine just gave me that extra push that I needed. She's like, you know, you are so happy when you're able to to be out there you know performing and I saw this audition and you need to go for it you know and and it was for film and television and I was like gosh you know I I never I never really thought about that being a possibility like you know transitioning from theater to film and television is really really different because in theater you have to you know make sure the guy in the back row can hear and see and everything. So it's a lot bigger. And then, you know, film and television is a whole different animal because you have to size it down for the camera. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really see myself doing more than, than theater until it was like, yeah, I sure can. I sure can do that. So I'm really, really glad to, uh, to have a friend who pushed me in that direction. And she did that about five years ago. Uh, I started emceeing before I, got into the film and television side, but she definitely, um, definitely got me there. It sounds like to me that you're a person that is very much into an audience experience. You're into performing in that way. Now, as you transition into doing voice acting, you're into doing all these other sort of things, where do you get that satisfaction? What is it the part of the job that makes you go that, that, you know, that you can, I guess satisfaction is the only word I can, I can come up with that, that makes you feel, ah, this is working for me. Well, I, I love, I love the feedback from people when they tell me they've seen it, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen you, I saw you on TV, you know, and it's, it's like, I, I have things in different parts of the country as well. And, you know, I'll, I'll have like family members or friends be like, I saw you on TV. I saw your commercial, you know, and it's just, that's the satisfaction that, you know, it's like they saw my work, you know, and they didn't necessarily have to pay to see it, but they, they saw, they saw the end product of, of what I was able to help bring to the screen, you know, and it's like when, when people tell me they have seen the episode that I directed too, I'm just like, oh, you saw my episode. Yay. You know, and, and just, 
in my acting class too, we, we get to, we get to post our edited scenes in our private uh, page for that. And it's like, whenever there are reactions and comments and things on stuff like that, or even if there's stuff out on YouTube, I've got stuff out on YouTube also, you know, just people's comments that, that you can read underneath and some of them are, are awesome. And some of them are less than awesome, but you know, I love that feedback from people. You know, we talked earlier, a little bit earlier before we, we came on here about your acting class. And I, I think it's very interesting as a as an actress, which is acting itself is a group project all the time. Like you've, you've talked about all the roles that you've had uh, behind the camera, in front of the camera, emceeing. But we just came off a, a year pandemic and I know that things changed for you. Can you talk a little bit about the changes that you've seen during the pandemic in your acting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, we were starting to do self-tape auditions before the pandemic hit, but they were definitely not nearly as common. Like I've had a couple of in-person auditions since, since the, the pandemic hit, but those are really, really super rare, you know? And so like almost everything is a self-tape audition and I average like four to five of those a week. And oh, wow. I, I think that's really, really awesome. I, I don't I don't think self tapes are going away. And I actually really, really love doing self tapes. There are people who who prefer to be in person because they want to be able to to read the room and have that that eye contact and everything. But I think because we've been using Zoom for so long for our acting class now, it's like second nature to, you know, you need to set up your eyeline, you know, make sure that it doesn't look all crazy and that sort of thing. I think that's the biggest thing that people um, mess up with on their self tapes is their eyelines are not believable because they don't have somebody helping them figure out where they actually need to be looking. And so they're just guessing. But uh, one, one really good thing about needing to do everything on video these days is when you're on set and one of the actors can't be there for whatever reason, they have an emergency or got sick or whatever. A lot of the times you, you are looking at just a mark on the wall anyway. And so this has helped really train us to be able to do that, whether our scene partner is present or not when we're actually on set. So I think it's also really, really helped with the audition tape process because, um, I don't know. I don't know if all acting classes are are doing this, but I mean, we really are making sure that everybody in our class is prepared for the film and television side of everything. So I do miss being in person with it, but it has been a mixed blessing as well. I mean, we're not getting our situational awareness, physical exercises that we used to do. Like uh, we used to do this ball exercise that got pretty crazy. Like we would start with one ball and we'd have to um, get it around the circle, you know, passing to the next person to, to the right. And we would, we would toss one ball and then we would bring in another one and would bounce and it would be a toss and a bounce. And then we'd get up to four balls and they'd be all going at the same time. And they would not collide because if we did it correctly, it was like a heartbeat, you know, and when, when you're on set, that situational awareness is really, really critical because you've got like all these moving parts and you've got to be able to distinguish what's what, but always be paying attention to everything. So that's one thing that we don't get anymore because we're not meeting in person but we are getting fine-tuned in our digital world side of it and so it's it's been 
I don't know. We, we don't, we don't have that personal closeness anymore, but we have much greater skill set for the future because this, this digital side is not going away. I trained, I, I was training people on zoom and uh, before the pandemic, I didn't have anybody signing up. And then after the mm-hmm. pandemic, I, I had too many people, you know, cause of course at the time we had, you know, room restrictions. So, but now it's like, how did we ever do this without, it's so, fu- it's so weird how we've changed so quickly and you, you know, look at what we've done in what a year that we, like you said, they're not, you're not going to change. Like you said, you have, now you have people from out of the country, you know, all over in your acting class and you have to keep them in there, keep going. And it's, uh, it's an interesting world that we have to get ready for. And it's, it's really amazing how the acting world has, has embraced a lot of this, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been a lot of remote filming too. There, there's a production over in the UK that I, I actually had my name taken off of, but we, we did some filming remotely and that was really, really cool being able to, uh, to direct across the pond or be directed from across the pond. And then I've done some commercials from home and those are for, for web use actually. And, you know, they're just like, just set it up in your kitchen, set it up in your den, you know, do, you know, do this, that, and the other. And it's been, it's been uh, really, really interesting, you know, and gosh, with, with all of this, the self-taping and having to move around to different areas of the house for, for different things. I mean, you get so much more respect for the crew, you know, because you've got to, you got to set up all the lighting, you have to set up the sound, you've got to be the set designer, you know, you've got to be props, you've got to be a little bit of everything. And so that's another thing that encourages me to work crew on other people's sets as well, because that, that just, that gives me more appreciation as an actor, that gives me more appreciation for the crew members because they do so much and, you know, they, they don't, they don't get the accolades that they deserve. So what's the uh, theater scene looking like? Is it coming back now? Is it, is it Uh, kind of stunted? Is it, you know, is it coming back in 2022? What, what, what is, what do you see happening there? What is happening in your area at least? Well, there, there is a a, a production that I do on on a yearly basis. It's a Christmas production that we did not get to do because of COVID. There's a, a production company out of Las Vegas that that they put on a huge show out there and then they do a smaller version of their show here in the Dallas area and I have worked with them repeatedly now and we weren't able to do their show this time and I was so so bummed so so bummed and then there was something that I was going to be doing with Disney that we weren't able to do either I was I was going to be the live Sally from uh, from the Nightmare Before Christmas and an wow. immersive experience, and yeah, and we at Toyota Music Factory, and we weren't able to do that because they weren't able to pull everything together in time. So you know, theater-wise, it has slowed down, um, and obviously there are shows that I wasn't able to do that I normally would have done. But we're hoping that that things will come back to normal for. Not probably not this year, but probably for 2022. So we're we're starting to get things back on track, I think. Yeah, well, as much as we can, right? 
as much as we can. So I'm looking at your IMDb page, and I would tell anybody that's listening to this, you got to check out Shauna's stuff. And I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, five things in post-production. That has got to be nerve-wracking. Uh, well, you know, uh, there's two of the things that I'm in have billboards, and that's pretty exciting to me. Um, Cruel Summer. We filmed Cruel Summer in the Dallas area, and that is on Freeform and Hulu. And I was actually in the original pilot before COVID hit, and I was a waitress in, in that pilot. And uh, then one of the actors had to be recast, and we took a long, long, long break. And then we finally got to start filming again at last fall. And I actually didn't, didn't work on the show last fall, but I did work on the show for two and a half months this year with two of my kiddos. And, wow, um, that's cool. We, yeah, we're, we're, we're actually a whole family of actors. I'm a single mom of five. And all of my kids are actors and they've been in multiple movies with me and everybody has speaking roles in this upcoming movie called Watch Dogs. We were supposed to be filming it in Florida in February, but COVID happened and pushed everything back several more months. So hopefully we'll be able to maybe get to it in 2022. It's not looking so great for this year, but it is a post-apocalyptic thriller and I'm a villain. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, my 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 kids are part of the residents of this colony. I can't really go too much into it, but Jason Brooks stars in it, and he plays Jason Voorhees in the Friday the Thirteenth Vengeance movies. So we're looking forward to being able to work with him soon. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. I have to say that you know I I've of course I don't know what they're about, but. I, you know, you have a picture of the, uh, there, there's a, a page of the watchdogs and it looks pretty cool. That, that's, yeah. that draws me in. That's kind of the thing I like. So that's very, very neat. I hope, I hope that all comes out great. Is there something you prefer? And when you're, when you're, when you're being filmed, do you like TV better? Do you like movies better? I know you do some shorts as well. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think I like, oh no, it's, it's really hard to to decide if I like film or television better. It just it really depends on what we're doing and how long the days are. Some of the days are really, really super long. Like when we were working on Cruel Summer, we were there like 12, 13 hours sometimes. And, um, you know, the, the temperatures were brutal through part of it because we were filming in the winter, uh, even though it was Cruel Summer, because that, that happens a lot. Um, uh, where you'll you'll film in the off season because of uh, location availability and how busy they are or or they're not you know during certain times of the year. But I think I don't know. I really like doing television, and I really like doing film. <laughs> so <laughs> I've done more television lately. Um, I did work a few days on Twelve Many Orphans. One of my daughters did work on that one as well, and. Um, that was a lot of fun. That that was a period piece. Cruel Summer is a period piece as well. I've been doing some of those. I've been doing more horror films too, and some shorts and things like that. I don't know. I I, I don't. <laughs> it's yeah, you know. It's, it's all good. I, I think I love them equally. I think I do. Well, that's awesome. So, I got. I got. I think I've got something that what, what you was talking about earlier made me think. So you're a single mom of five yes and 
having one little four-year-old is a lot of time investment for, you know, I am both of, you know, me and my wife work. So I'm thinking about how do you keep a good work life balance because artistic creative people, Creative people, tend, especially when you start getting into the director, the editing, there are time pits. You know, acting, yeah. so, depending on the thing, you can, you know, get in, you do your performance and come out. Has that been a challenge or is, you've got a system that works out? What What um, are the things that you do to try to keep sanity in, in that kind of creative space? Because I know it's difficult. Well, luckily they're older now. Um, I have been a single mom officially for 11 years and I was a single mom really while I was married too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a different day. It's same stuff, different day. But yeah, I mean, my, my kids are older. They're, they're, they're 20, 18, about to be 17, 15 and 13. And you know, I look like I'm 18. So, (laughs) well, I would have assumed you had younger kids. <laughs> I know, like pe- most people think I'm like 25. I'm actually 42. No and way! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, but you I, can't I, see this, but check her out <laughs> on IMDb. You will not believe that age. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually like I, I just played a 17 year old. I've and, and actually in the movie Caged Birds, I play a 17 year old, and we shot that two years ago before COVID hit. Let's see. The the oldest I really play is is twenty five, twenty six. Like I'll, I'll be a twenty six year old in um, in one of the movies that I'm shooting in July. But uh, yeah, I, I look like a child, and it's funny, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I just have that baby face. Anyhow, I got distracted now. <laughs> so he was asking about how how hard it was with the or you know your situation with the kids. So it sounds like it's oh. going pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's like. I don't know. My, my kids all know, like even the pets know quiet on set means quiet on set. And so like I, I have my studio set up. We have two living rooms and I have my studio set up in the front living room. And, you know, the, the kids stay in the back of the house in, in the second living room and in their, their bedrooms. And when I say quiet on set, I mean quiet on set. You know, you do not disturb. And it, it works It works really well, actually. And then they they work with me. Um, I actually don't have a J-O-B, which I'm really, really glad because that uh, allows me the flexibility to be on set anytime. Uh, last week, I was able to go down to Austin and uh, Christy Carlson Romano, who's the voice of Kim Possible, oh, wow. and her husband uh, have a game show down there. It's called Team Possible. And I was cast as a game show contestant last week and just got to talking afterwards and I let Christy know that I'm an LLC and I do all this stuff. And she's like, Hey, do you want to come be a PA on my show? I was like, um, yes, please. And thank you. You know? So she's like, just let the casting director know. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to go down there and, and work on the show next time. So that'd be really cool. Oh, that's, that's really cool. That from all the people that we've talked to the actors, and actresses, it really is about connections, you know, it so really much is. It is. Well, and, and it needs to be authentic connections. I mean, you don't, you don't talk to somebody just to try to take advantage of them, you know, the, plus people pick up on that and it'll come back, back to bite you, you sure. know, but I mean, when you make a genuine connection with someone, you know, things just naturally fall into place and, you know, you're not going to connect with everybody, but you know, I, I'm just like, you know, Hey, 
I know, I know when it's okay to approach people and I know when it's not. And, you know, it's, it's called professionalism, but you know, Christy Carlson Romano is, is really, really super outgoing, super, super friendly. And she's, she's really, really connected with the people who were part of the show. And so I, I knew it was totally fine to just chat with her for a minute. And oh, she's awesome. really super sweet. Very good. Well, I've got, I've got one more question. I don't want to keep you too late. My question is, what, what does Shauna Toft want to be doing in the next 10 years? Where do you want to be? Uh, on the beach somewhere, I'm sure, but as far as no, work. <laughs> no, I, I grew up on the beach. You know, it's it's overrated. But <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I've got a bucket list item, and I put this out there on every single podcast. Um, I'm going to work with Keanu Reeves. It's just, it's, you know, I'm putting it out there in the universe. I'm going to work with Keanu Reeves, and it will be on John Wick 4 and or 5, possibly The Matrix and... And I, I would like to work on the John Wick series that I've heard rumors about. He's not going to be in it, but he's going to be executive producing it. Awesome. That'd it, be so. cool. Yes. Yes, it. yes. Absolutely. I've, I've got all the John Wick posters framed on, on my, on my wall. I've got, I don't do vision boards anymore. I do manifestation walls. Whoa. And I, I put my cutouts directly onto my bedroom walls and it's like wrapping around my room right now. Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> that's awesome. What about, have, did you, what do you think about the, uh, new, uh, Bill and Ted? I, I think that's a fun version, but I really love the the action version. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I want I want to do an action movie with him. Absolutely, you that'd know? be awesome. Have you have you done I'm, action? I'm going before? to say right right here that I'm I'm hoping for you and that it all manifests in the John Wick universe. Yeah, because for Pat and uh, myself, I'm not sure that we can the matrix we only feel like there's only been one matrix and the animatrix there was no other movies that happened yeah the other ones didn't happen hallucination there we go there we go yeah i mean i'm like i am in love with the john wick movies and so like ah john wick 4 is filming right now so i've been keeping an eye out for the casting notices and uh you know let my agent know hey keep an eye out for the casting notices (laughs) Where's it filming? Do you know? Um, New Orleans, I believe. Well, that's not far. Yeah, just go down there and they'll just call you on. You know, just you can be there really quick. Quick, they'll walk on. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Sean, it's been a blast talking to you tonight. I'm so glad that we got hooked up here. I just want to say, anybody, uh, check out Shauna's movies. Definitely check out. Good. The evil one? Yeah. The evil deeds? On evil Amazon deeds. Prime. Evil deeds on Prime. That sounds Hugo. really interesting. Check out Hugo. Yes. She directed that. Yes. So. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that um, it's like the Twilight Zone meets Tales from the Crypt. I'm there. So, well, it's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, that that's sounds. That's language right there. That's my wheelhouse. So, uh, yeah, I'm there. Been a blast talking to you tonight. Hopefully, down the road, we'll get to talk to you again. You can tell us all about being in John Wick and, and how great it was to work with uh, Keanu. So, that's we right. believe it's going to happen for you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have a good evening. You too. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook, 
You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative. You're too late